culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. So we've officially entered the holiday season, and to celebrate, we're highlighting Santa's greatest gift to the world, which is Bravo TV. It's Bravo Week here at Hashtag No Filter. So all week long, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna be bringing on reality TV junkies here to dish on all the gems from a Bravo land. And what better way to kick things off than with the hosts of the Daily Dish themselves? Please welcome my very special guests, Eric McIntyre and Megan Segura. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Fabulous. How are Good. you? How is the East Coast weather treating you? Oh. Too cold. I'm not happy. <laughs> I mean, it's like 65 in LA and I'm freezing. I feel like I'm in a snowstorm. <laughs> oh, stop bragging. It's like, it's like 35 here. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I, I'm not jealous. I'm in my I'm in my cozy warm apartment right now. Um, today's drink of the week is a cranberry mojito ho ho ho, which can be found in my new hack your hangover holiday survival guide, filled with tips, tricks, and recipes to help you slay all day this holiday season. It's a fresh mojito with a festive twist of cranberry, sweetened with pure cane, and it's oh so yummy. You guys can download it now for free at theadultingpodcast.com. All right, Eric, Megan, are you guys ready? Because I feel like we're at the end of the year. And I wanted to do a a recap of the top 10 biggest headlines from Bravo Land. And since you guys are always like you have the tea hot and ready to spill on the Daily Dish, I feel like you guys would be the best equipped to help me break down the biggest news stories. Oh, I'm excited. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Why don't we kick the first one off? So BravoCon just happened. and You guys were there, right? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it was so hyped up online and everybody, especially all of us here on the West Coast, were like, oh my God, we want to get like, it's Bravo's first like big IRL event. And so many Bravo liberties were there. Would you say that it lived up to all of the hype? I mean, I would say absolutely. It really ended up being such a major success. And 
you know, going in, a lot of us, we really didn't know what to expect because it was the first one ever. So we were like, what is this going to be like? You know, you really never know until you're on the ground and you're there and you're kind of in the energy and you see all of the people who are attending and you see all the Bravo celebrities. So we were super hyped. I mean, going into it regardless, because we had our very first ever live show on Saturday, which was so amazing and such a huge thing to happen for our podcast, um, you know, being at one of the biggest Bravo events basically of all time. I mean, I will say the Watch What Happens Live live show on Friday was probably the biggest Bravo event of all time, but BravoCon was, you know, a part of that. Yes. So were there any, like, Bravo celebrities that you got to meet that you had not met yet? Because you interview a pretty like a pretty wide range of Bravo celebrities on your podcast, but was there anybody that you were either excited to meet or that you were pleasantly surprised meeting at BravoCon? I feel like I've met everyone beforehand just because we do have people coming on the podcast so often, except I think this is my first time meeting Captain Sandy Yawn. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I had not about- met... I, I hadn't met a lot of the um, Vanderpump Rules cast at that point, but like there were so many of them there that I hadn't met a lot of them, you know, individually. So to have them all in one place was really convenient. So I think I rounded out my entire Vanderpump Rules cast, which was amazing. Did they mix <laughs> up any cocktails for you? Any fancy yeah, AF cocktails? I- I think they were mixing up a lot of cocktails at the after parties. So when I got to interview them, Megan and I did on-camera interviews during the day, like in between panels. I think they were cocktailed out when we were interacting with them. Because like, I remember talking to Saucy and I was like, how are you doing? And she was like, I'm so hungover. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say, because you guys interviewed so many of them, what would you say was like the juiciest piece of tea that you got? Or yeah, the juiciest cup of tea that you got from that weekend? Ooh. Okay, I can't say who, sorry, but one of the Southern Charm guys uh, threw a major fit behind the scenes at Rafa. Like, kicked the door upset. Is mm-hmm. there and any reason, like, why were they upset about, like, something that didn't go their way? Or did they get rejected by a fan? No, God, I don't think so. I think it was more like upset with maybe annoyed with security, Mm. like that they weren't getting, they were kind of keeping them from the fans a little bit, I think. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. See, Southern Charm people love their fans. (laughs) The only bit of tea that I got, which wasn't really tea, it was actually something that I thought was really, really nice. Um, When I was interviewing Dorinda, I asked about like, who the hottest house husband was. And Ooh. she actually answered uh, Margaret Joseph's husband, Joe. Really? And really? Asked, <laughs> yes. And, and I was like, I mean, I reacted the same way that you did. I was like, what? Because I love Joe. But like when I think yeah, hot yeah. house husbands, he's not up there. No. So, I, you know, I, I was like, tell me more about that. And she was like, look, the way he treats Margaret, like, I'm very close with them. I just adore them. And I actually saw Margaret at the Daily Mail holiday party last week. And I mentioned to her, I was like, I just have to tell you this really nice thing that Dorinda said. And Margaret was like, oh my God, that's so nice. I can't believe she said that. I love Dorinda. She's amazing. And I was just like, oh, I love able to like 
eat that. So not really tea, but I, I thought it was a really nice little thing that you know, now I, I love that on to Margaret. Yeah. Okay. What would be what would be each of your answers? Or go ahead, oh, Megan, and I then answer them. Oh no, I was just gonna say it was so. It, it, that's interesting to me because Joe couldn't look more different than John Medesian. So it's interesting, <laughs> right? That's her pick. He's so little. Right. <laughs> so who would be your picks? Oh my God! Oh. Well, I actually, um, I think Evan Goldsnyder, Jackie from Jersey's husband, is on the rise mm-hmm. as a hot house husband, and I remember on the podcast calling it out to Megan last season on her first season I was like look we got a glimpse at Evan I think we have a new hot house husband I'm not sure and now this season I'm telling you I I think he's on the come up oh he's like probably my top pick at the moment like I I feel like Mauricio (laughs) is the hottest one but like now I feel like Mauricio is a little overrated Megan who would be your pick um okay it's now between Denise Richards' husband, Aaron. Oh, I forgot about and, him. Yes. Um, and I've always been a Harry Hamlin fan. So, like, there's something about him that really does it for me. But then I would also just say I am, I kind of am into a Mr. Girardi type situation. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he would take care of me. He's so supportive. So we have, da- we have we have daddy issues we're working through. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So, are, is there any any teasers that you can give me about like another BravoCon? Maybe it may it be coming like west or back to the East Coast at some point, or was this like a one time wham bam? Thank you, ma'am. I mean, I don't think we honestly know at this point, but. I can't imagine that after what we saw a few weeks ago, that there wouldn't be another iteration of it at some point in the future. Yeah. Yes. I think conversations are being had. Like right now they're assessing, like how did this one go? And I will say that I just think that everyone in the Bravo offices has been kind of blown away by how well it went, you know, and just like, we're very impressed by our fans. Well, I'm impressed. I saw all the photos and I saw all the videos and I listened to all the clips from the panels and it was very, very juicy. I think I heard that Bravo like really hit it out of the park for its first year. So I hope that there's one. And I I hope that it comes to the West Coast. I mean, I'll gladly fly to New York for it, but I would love for it to be here in L.A. So while we are on the West Coast, I need to talk to you guys about Vanderpump Rules, okay? So they've made a lot of headlines, so I decided we'll just make them, we'll just give them their own kind of n- bullet point number nine. Um, and that's that they're basically all growing up. Like, they're getting engaged, they're getting married, they're buying homes. Like, Jackson and Brittany got married, Stassi and Bo are now um, going to get married, probably, hopefully, next year, if not the year after. And then they're all getting, like, these gorgeous million-dollar homes. What do you guys think about everybody growing Growing up on the cast. How do you think that I changes mean, the know, show? I know for me, like I was a little nervous, like obviously getting to know them behind the scenes. Um, you're happy for them as people that they're growing up and that they're like settling down. But as a fan of the show, which I am, I'm obsessed with. I was like, dear God, like I don't want 
I don't want the drama to go away, but what I will say is based on the season premiere, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Mm, have you seen it yet? So they showed it at BravoCon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm excited. What do you guys think about our <laughs> air? Know- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think that us introducing uh, a few younger servers mm-hmm. will also keep things spicy. Mm. Eric, what do you think of the yeah. new cast? Do you think that it's, do you think that fans are going to still, or do you think that they're going to win over all of the fans that already watched the show since we've grown up watching Ariana and Tom and Jax and Stassi, like are the newbies? Because I know when Lala first came in, I was like, who is this bitch and why is she trying to wreck this right. cast? <laughs> I know. I mean, I think, you know, so many of, the cast members have such a special place in our hearts because we, we have seen them grow up so much and change in the last couple of seasons. But <clears throat> I have been keeping my eyes on that gentleman, Brett, who's a new cast member for quite some time. Mm. Like I was watching, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was looking on Instagram and seeing who like was tagging who. And when, exactly. Mm-hmm. When they were doing all of these, like the, the brand shoot and like the opening credit shoot, I was watching who James Kennedy was like tagging. So I made sure to kind of track some of these people before it was necessarily officially announced. Um, but you know, I think, I think with something like Vanderpump Rules, it's always nice to bring in some fresh blood and to have some new characters to me and just, it opens up the opportunity for new drama because, you know, so many of the cast members, they are doing that like LA version of growing up, which is like buying property in the Valley, you know? So it's kind of like, we do need to have some fresh faces there to keep things, uh, keep things spicy. Oh my God, I love it. They're turning into Eddie Cibrian and Leon Rimes buying a house in the Valley. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and actually, you know, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And you actually, you know what? A funny little bit of tea from Bravo when I was talking to Stassi is <clears throat> I asked her, I said, you know, with everybody moving up to the Valley, you know, what is that like? Whose house is your favorite to go visit and all of that? And they were talking about hanging out with, you know, Tom and Katie and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what about Tom and Ariana? Like, I know that they have a really great backyard. They have a really cool pool. A cool pool. Like, do they have any parties back there? And, and Sassy was like, actually, they don't really invite Bo and I over very often. Oh. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I haven't been there in a while. And I didn't want to prod too much, but it was sort of like, girl, what's going on there? So maybe there's going to be something we see this season um, that relates to that comment. Who's your favorite couple on the show? I feel like they're all booed up now. Oh, Megan, who's well, yours? Okay, because I'm now obsessed with Bo, I'd probably say him Stassi. Yes, I love Bo. <clears throat> He's adorable. I mean, I, I think I would, I, I think I would have to say Tom and Ariana only because. Really? Of, well, only because of like all of them that I've interacted with, I have spent more time with the two of them. Mm. Um, and so I, I like, you know, when you kind of get, have more of a personal connection to someone, you might like feel closer to them. 
but I also have like a really weird soft spot in my heart for like James Kennedy and Raquel. Like oh, I can't explain it. That's it. You are you are canceled. Swipe left. No way, Jose. I know. I'm like, and the cheese stands alone, Aaron. <laughs> It's just like her doe eyes. Like, I don't know what it is. There's something that I'm just like, I just, I'm weirdly rooting for them. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't with Raquel. I just can't. Um, okay, let's move into number eight. Let's go back to the East Coast. Real Housewives of New York. Let's talk about Luann's sobriety and her cabaret comeback. So have any of you seen any of her cabaret shows yet? So actually, I was at, not the very first one, but the one where they filmed for the season finale a couple mm, seasons mm-hmm. ago. We actually, you know, Megan and I, in addition to the podcast, we are part of the BravoTV.com like digital team. And there were a couple extra tickets that were under our department for that show. And one of our coworkers was like, oh, my God, let's go. And I said, OK, hell yeah, I'd love to go see Luann's Cabaret. Um, and at that time, it was like, you know, the 54 below, and it was a lot of like, really major Broadway stars that came yeah. through Laura Benanti. I mean, Rachel Drax was there, you guys, I mean, you, everyone saw it on, on TV, you know, Sonia flashed your butt, like it was a, amazing. It was so much fun. And just to see how far Luann has come, even now with her tour and everything, like, I remember days when she was like performing at Macy's, you know, <laughs> on like a nine foot by nine stage. Yeah. And being like, there are some great sales here today at Macy's, you know, and then to see her be able to accomplish something <laughs> like this, like, regardless of what you think of Luann, like, that's pretty amazing. Oh my God. I need a video of her performing at Macy's talking about the sales. I'm telling you. It went viral like right before Thanksgiving because people were like talking about, you know, Black Friday, Macy's sales or whatever. And it was like, I, I don't know if it got picked up on Instagram or if it was maybe on Reddit that I saw it. But I, I saw the video and I was like, wow, how far we have come. <laughs> so, Megan, what do you think about all the ladies that were kind of giving her shit last season, saying that she had a god, a god complex and saying that her ego had gotten so big? Do you think that um, she really did have that big of an ego that came from the cabaret? Or do you think it's always kind of been there for, for Luann? You know, I regularly go back to the beginning of all of our franchises and I like to give them a rewatch. And I do think that Luann has always had this, people have always viewed her as thinking she's superior, right? Like it was always the countess thing mm-hmm. and the, the they felt like she was putting on a facade with her marriage to the count and all of that. So I do think that there has always been that element with Luann. And I... I think she is feeling herself right now. Like, we do have to understand that she had such a a rough road with, you know, getting arrested and then the having to go to rehab. So, like, of course, she's kind of glomming on to this success. So I, I get both sides, I think. Were you guys, were either of you surprised when she violated her probation? I don't know. It's surprise. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where sobriety and recovery is such a difficult experience. And even outside of Luann, we have seen so many other people on our shows go through this experience of addiction, recovery, sobriety. We've seen people struggle with that. And I think at the end of the day, it's just very obvious that it is a struggle. And it's one of those things where, you know, 
it, it is every day for these people. So yeah. it's it's just kind of like it, it it's important for us to kind of see that and and watch people go through that so that you can just kind of realize these people deal with everyday problems and and issues that a lot of people deal with in in life. So it's kind of like as much as they're on TV and they're housewives or or celebrities or whatever they are, it's sort of like what people do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think Luann ever really had a drinking problem. I think she just, she had a a really bad night. She was probably having issues at the time with the fallout from her marriage and all of that, that like she had a really bad night that, that went really viral. Um, But I don't think she's ever really abused alcohol the way the women tried to make it out to be on the show. I think um, she just had like a really bad chunk of time. Yeah. Okay, so let's switch over to OC for number seven. I want to talk about Megan Edmonds and her split from her bay and how Vicky kind of predicted that this relationship was going to crumble. Do you guys, did you guys <laughs> expect this breakup to, to happen? And what do you think about Vicky's um, psychic powers, Megan? <laughs> um, you know, I always felt like there was something that we weren't seeing when they were on the show between them. Like there, it mm-hmm. seems like something was missing from the relationship, but it's also hard to know that cause someone like Jim Edmonds, maybe you never just knew if he was uncomfortable filming, which definitely happens sometimes. Vicky being psychic. I mean, <laughs> she wasn't all that psychic when it came to Brooks, but mm. I think it could be, it's a little bit of a coincidence, maybe. Um, I did. I was at the OC reunion taping, and I asked everyone backstage, you know, have you talked to Megan? Because the news had hit just like two days before, and they all are sort of reaching out to her and making sure she's okay, which I thought was really great. Did you like her on the show, Eric? Do you think that they should bring her back, or do you think we're happy to, you know, let her sail off into the sunset? You know, I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel like bringing people back can be, you know, a blessing and a curse. And first of all, I mean, she came back for just a moment this season and honestly didn't bring too much to the mm-hmm. table. So if that was like, if that was her mini audition coming back, you know, I was like, well, there could have been a little bit more. Yeah. Um, given to us there. But it, it's interesting that Emily is, is friends with her and has these connections to a lot of the other alums and that, you know, as much as they haven't come back to the show, we've heard a lot about them over the course of this season just because of Emily's connections to them. But mm-hmm. outside, I, I mean, Megan, I don't know if I, you know, would want her necessarily to come back. But I think I think we could, you know, maybe benefit from a bit of a shake up next season, if you will. I mean, I, I would want her back if it if it meant like some juicy details about what went down. True. What do you guys think about Vicky getting demoted to a friend? Do you think that as an OG she deserved that? Will she will her little ultimatum be shaking things up next season? What's your take on Vicky, Megan? Oh. Um I wasn't totally surprised, I guess, that I mean, I think that for fans, it's like a big, because she is the OG of all of our franchises. But 
I just think sometimes our shows need a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. And yeah. I sort of, I sort of have enjoyed <clears throat> whether this is right or not, like just watching sort of how everyone's reacted to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we are going to take a very quick break to talk about one of our pals, ShopTagger. It is like the holiday hero. ShopTagger, spelled S-H-O-P-T-A-G-R, is a must-have app for your phone and your computer. I have it on both, especially for holiday shopping. It enables you to save from 4,000 online stores to one place and then get notified the moment the items that you're looking for go on sale. I'm talking shops like Topshop, Ulta, Zara, like three of my favorite stores. My entire outfit right now is from Zara. And guess what? I saved on it because I shop with ShopTagger. I feel like the worst part about online shopping sometimes is keeping track of all of the paper coupons that you have or having to search multiple sites to find the best deal. Well, you don't have to do that anymore with ShopTagger. You save so much time and money, and let's be real, this time of year, saving both is definitely on the top of our list of priorities. It also scans the web for coupon codes at the checkout and automatically applies them to your purchase. Like, look, it's doing all the work for you, you guys. We're doing all of our holiday shopping with ShopTagger this year. Like, that's it. It's done. To get ShopTagger for free and to be automatically entered to win a thousand bucks, that's $1,000 for free, click the link in today's show notes, okay? Go right now, you guys. That's a thousand dollars that you don't even have to spend on anybody else's holiday season. You can spend it on yourself. So go and check out ShopTagger. It's on my computer. It's on my phone. I'm obsessed. Click that link in the show notes and you'll also get a chance to win a thousand bucks. What could be better? Go right now. Love me some shop tagger. Well, and also with Vicky last season, you know, I think we saw a bit of a change in her and we've seen a bit of a change in her since she, she got with Steve. Um, and she's a little bit more reserved and she's like, I'm a grandma. I don't want to whoop it up anymore. And I think a lot of the things that drew people in Vicky, we're not totally seeing the same Vicky that we, we once did. Um, so it's kind of understandable. And I mean, as much as she may have been demoted friend, you know, she still has been a huge part of this season in terms of, you know, I keep saying that Tam is the potter, but like the more we go into the season, I'm like, well, maybe it really is Vicky. I don't know. So at least we still have a pretty strong presence with her this season. Yeah. And we're going to have a strong presence from her at the reunion too. Oh. I mean, true. At BravoCon, I asked Andy, you know, like, who did you think was, you know, the MVP of this reunion? Because I, I definitely thought it was Vicky, and he said the same thing. I love all the, like, the teasers you guys are giving. There's so much tea to <laughs> them. Okay, so That's let's talk. That's what we're here for. <laughs> let's talk about another another big, um, well, actually, there were two big exits this year from the Housewives franchises that made a lot of headlines. First up was Bethany from Real Housewives of New York. How do you think Bethany leaving is going to affect the upcoming season? Eric, we'll start oh, with you. Wow. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I was also, when I was at BravoCon, at the Roni panel, and the same question came up to the women, and Ramona went right for the, well, I think this season is going to be better without Bethany. Of course. <laughs> and, and I was like, whoa. And the audience, you know, definitely had a mixed reaction to that, because Bethany is a fan favorite, mm-hmm. and 
I love Bethany. I mean, she honestly, everyone on that show in their own way makes me laugh, especially people, you know, like Sonia, even Ramona, but like Bethany makes me laugh in such a different way. Yeah. So I will definitely, definitely miss her presence on the show. But, you know, a lot of people keep saying we've had this show without her before. You know, she has left in the past and she's come back, whatever. Who knows what will come in the future? But I think with the cast that we have now, plus the new housewife that's coming on, Leah, you know, I think we have to give it a shot. And Roni is truly one of the best shows on television. So, like, with or without Bethany, like, we will carry on. It's funny. It has drama. It has, like, so many different components to it that just really make it a great, a great show. Megan, do you think Bethany will ever come back to the franchise? Or do you think at this point she's, like, Dunzos? Because she wasn't even at BravoCon. Right. Yeah. I, I'm curious too, you know, if she would, I think she just has a lot going on and maybe someday I never say never, but I will say that for me, it wasn't as necessarily devastating as like Elisa Vanderpump leaving the Housewives of Beverly Hills only because I feel like Lisa still has so many unresolved issues with everyone. But Bethany kind of left on a an okay note, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like we had closure as fans. Yeah. Well, let's actually talk about Lisa and the whole doggy gate on Beverly Hills. What did you guys think about the storyline last season with doggy gate and Lisa not showing up to the reunion and kind of cutting out the cast? Do you think that there's well, any you know closure that may come from that? Well, if closure comes from it, I think it's going to happen off camera um, between Lisa and the other women. But what's really interesting about last season and Puppygate and everything that Lisa went through. So Megan and I kind of had this weird journey with Lisa last season where we interviewed her when Vanderpump Rules had first started and before Beverly Hills started airing. But the teaser had come out. And Megan asked Lisa, like, what did you think about the super tease for the new season of Beverly Hills? Because it was major with the huge fight between her and Kyle and all this stuff. And Lisa was like, well, I haven't actually watched it. And we were like, really? And she was like, no, I just like, I had a really rough time, a really rough year. I, I have no interest in, you know, watching that. And we were like, wow. And then maybe, you know, into the season about halfway, we were um, guest bartenders on Watch What Happens Live. And Lisa was the guest and we didn't totally know it at the time, but that was her last appearance on Watch What Happens Live as a housewife, technically. Mm. So even when we saw her backstage, she's like, oh, hey, how are you guys ever, you know? And like, she made some kind of passing comment that was just sort of like, you know, hinting that it was sort of the end of her run on Housewives and Ken was backstage and said something too. So, you know, it was just interesting to have not necessarily Lisa's perspective through the whole experience, but being able to get these like clues from her personally along the way. And it kind of made us watching this season, you know, see it maybe in a bit of a different light, I guess. So were you, so you weren't surprised when she announced that she wouldn't be at the reunion? Um, well, I was at the taping and it like no one, yes, she had said to the, I think it was the Daily Mail that she wasn't going to be going, but I will say that everyone in production was like, it could happen still. Like they were all sort of waiting for her to be like, 
never mind, here I am. And all of the women, like the energy when they were on the couches and in between like filming would say to Andy, like, you better give us a warning if she comes. So it was interesting. Were you team Lisa or team everybody else that season with the whole doggy gate? <laughs> oh my God. I was team Apple, Apple, Juicy, Lucy. What was the dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, I just Apple, wanted, Yes, I just wanted the dog to be okay. I mean, yeah. I have a really difficult time picking sides in a lot of situations and it's just part of my nature and my character of being like, well, I can see it this way and I can see it this way, you know, which I think is a good thing, but can be a bad thing. So it was just for me, by the time we got to the end of the season, I was just so sick and tired of talking about Puppygate that I was just sort of like, I just want it to be over. I don't care how it ends. Let's just end it, you know? Yeah. Okay, let's move up to number four, Real Housewives of OC, Gina. What did you guys think when news broke of her DUI? Was that shocking? Well, I think it was the... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think uh, it was... It's always surprising to hear something like that. And especially Gina, like, has never been someone who... Like, if you were to guess, you know who that would happen to. I would never say Gina. Yeah. I agree. I was, but I feel like she, she handled it really well. She did. She right. seems to have recovered because, from it fairly, fairly well. Like it didn't really yeah, knock I mean, her I down or, or like get her to like run away from um, the show or from the press. Like she really kind of took accountability and ownership and, and pushed through it. Yeah. Well, and I think when, you know, we started talking about it, as we saw it all unfold on the show, Megan and I were like, we kind of, not that we forgot the severity of what it means to get a DUI, but like, we didn't really, you hear about it in the news when it happens to celebrities or whoever, like they get DUIs. I mean, looking back at like 2007 was just like the year of like celebrity DUIs and celebrity. Right. So it's just like, you're almost, um, like numb to it and you don't really see you see the headlines but you don't see the repercussions so this season we've been able to really see the repercussions of what this means for Gina and it's like it's making her you know really it's challenging the way she raises her kids she has to uber everywhere and it's sort of like people are like oh she has to uber who cares but it's just you, you really see the impact that it has on someone like her who not only is she like a mom but she's going through this divorce with Matt and then she has this to deal with on top of everything else. So it's just like she's having a really rough go of it. But I think it's important to see how she's dealing with it. And overall, I mean, I think she is doing pretty well. Yeah, she really, yeah, she, if any, if there's any example of somebody to be like ha- going through such a rough time and to be moving through it as best as you can for your family and to watch that journey on TV, she's definitely, um, I agree, she's handling it very, very well. Okay, let's move to Atlanta. Let's talk about Portia and Dennis, this whole cheating scandal. What do you guys think of Dennis, Megan? Are you a fan of Dennis? Well, is he in your top I, three housewives' I, husbands? <laughs> okay, no, I will not go that far. I will say, though, I was devastated when they first announced their split because I had just finished watching Portia's spinoff, and it, they just were really cute together, and he yeah. was so funny and so supportive of her. 
now it's like this very big question mark of what actually happened to make them break up. Like we're sort of going through it this season with Portia and I'm like, wait, but what happened exactly? Was it just the cheating or was there more? So, I mean, we do know that they're together right now. So what I guess you, yeah. whatever it was wasn't completely unforgivable. What do you think, Eric? One's a cheater, always a cheater? Or is there real hope for these two? Well, you know, I was extremely hesitant of Dennis at first. And even as last season played out and then the baby special, like I was like, this was all happening within the span of a single year, really. And by the end of the baby special, like Megan said, I had really kind of warmed up to Dennis. And I was kind of like, okay, I think that they can make this work. And then the news broke and all of this sort of stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, I wasn't totally, I guess, like, shocked by it. But I, I just felt so bad for Portia because I thought, like, I thought, she thought that she had really figured it all out and yeah. that she really had something great going for her. And she did. And then it all kind of fell to pieces. But, you know, we do know that she's back with Dennis at this point. They are reengaged. She announced it on Watch What Happens Live. And what's also funny is that she brought it up at the Atlanta panel at BravoCon. And she got booed by the audience when she mentioned that she was back with Dennis. So wow. I think the general sentiment around him is kind of negative at this point because what we're seeing on air right now is the aftermath. And we're seeing Portia like really upset going to therapy. She's crying. She's, you know, she's in such a raw emotional place on the show. So it's kind of understandable, but it will be interesting to see how they come back together and what we're going to see play out through the rest of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a real, I think because the fan, like as, as viewers, we like love the housewives and we always want to root for the housewives that anytime somebody does anything wrong to them, it, like sure we can, we can take teams and sides when there are spats between them on camera. But if it's an outsider coming in and hurting them, then it's like, don't you dare come from my housewife. Don't you come from my Portia. Right. It's true. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Michael Darby. Let's move over to Potomac. What do you guys think of the whole Michael Darby scandal? Were you were you surprised, Megan? Do you think that he's gay? What are your thoughts on Michael Darby? I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, and I go back and forth. Like, Eric and I have this conversation on the podcast a lot. Um, and by the way, what I'm talking about is just the question of whether or not he's gay, like completely separate from the allegations. Um, but Eric and I will go back and forth and say, yeah, it seems like there's something happening there. Like he's not just totally into women, but at the same time, why at this point, why would they hide it? You know, like I, I just think it would be easier for them to say, oh, here's the situation, like, he likes both men and women, and, like, I'm cool with it. But the fact that they're not, I don't know. Well, wouldn't that admit that, wouldn't that mean they would have to admit that they have, like, an open relationship, or, like, that there's, you know, some boundaries that have been, you know, widened up within their relationship? If he would be, you know, because it's one thing to also be attracted to men, but it's another thing to also be, like, actively, you know, doing things to... Um, to to show that you have interest in men, like like you can't just walk like if you're married or you're in a relationship, you can't just like walk up to a woman and like blatantly hit on her or something. Right, what is what yeah, is your I mean, gator say, Eric? 
<laughs> well, I, I, I mean, and like Megan said, we have talked about it a lot on the, on the podcast. And I've always said, you know, bisexuality is a thing. Like sexuality is fluid. There's a spectrum, you know, like people can be on all different sides of it. But I think the larger issue and even what came up this season with the allegations is sort of like whether or not X, Y, and Z is true, whether or not you are straight or gay, whether or not you are bi, whatever, like there is a question that comes into play about your perhaps loyalty to Ashley. Right. And like you said, Zach, like if it is a situation where he is perhaps bi or whatever, maybe they, if they had an open relationship, then that also leaves them as almost targets for the other women, you know, like maybe they weren't, aren't necessarily ready to present like the idea that, yeah, we are in an open relationship because they feel like that would just be ammunition for the other ladies to attack their relationship and attack their marriage, which has already been very much under attack over the course of the last you know, season or two. So it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, there's really big question mark on that situation with his sexuality, I think. I know. Would you, would that be somebody, if like, if he hit on you, would you be like, and he weren't in a relationship, but if he hit on you, would you be like, yeah, you you can make it into my top three housewives, husbands. (laughs) I don't think he lands anywhere near my top (laughs) 10, 15, 20. (laughs) Swipe left. Yeah, no. Megan, no, I don't think he's anywhere near yours either. <laughs> no, Megan, no, I've, I've I, talked I to, so. so I've talked to a lot of like my girlfriends who say that like, if their guy happened to be bi or happened to also be interested in men, that that would be a deal breaker for them. What do you, where's your stance on that? If like you were dating a guy that happened to be interested in men. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> Megan is married, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I read. I, I, I guess I would say that would be my dream come true. I'm always trying to get my husband to be a little gayer. Um, so I'd be okay with it. But yeah, I think that's a conversation you should probably have before you get married. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's move into our our number one biggest headline this year, and that was the whole Teresa, Joe, Judice. Like, there's just so much that happened between the two of them this year from, um, you know, the, the whole drama that went down with ICE to him leaving to Italy to now, I mean, they've obviously taped a special for Bravo together. Do you, I guess the biggest question is, do either of you guys think that, maybe we'll start with you, Megan, do either of you guys think that they are going to stay together, especially since we see Joe being so thirsty in her Instagram comments? It seems like he's (laughs) interested in her, but I mean, when she has all these 21-year-old boyfriends, like it kind of sounds like she might be done with it. What do you think, Megan? Is there hope for them? I, it's, confusing as a fan because watching that watch what happens live special with them i would have said no way like they will never get back together but you he isn't leaving these comments and it did you know just the photos like i can't wait to see the actual footage of what they got but it seems like things are in a better place but at the same time and unless he and he mentioned this in the watch what happens live special he could move to Canada, let's say. And then he's not so far. Like, Teresa and the kids could live there, and it would make for a much easier commuting on Teresa's Oh, part. yeah. But then, but then I feel like 
then no more Jersey housewives. And I don't know if she'd be ready to give that up. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of layers to it. And I have no idea how someone even deals with that situation. I know they've been yeah. together for so long. And like he was the rock and like the, he was her whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Teresa has changed a lot in the last couple of years. And, you know, my prediction at this point is, is that they are not going to get back together. I think when she went to Italy with the girls, I think she and Joe probably had some crazy sex that they've been waiting to have for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Joe's, Joe's leaving these thirsty comments all over her Instagram because he's like, damn, she's in like such good shape now. Like, I miss this girl, whatever. You know, I mean, and it makes sense. Like, they, they've been apart for so long and they really do fundamentally love each other. And we know that. But it's like, you know, like Megan was saying, kind of like the logistics of it. Like, how do they actually make something like this work? Like, I think it's just one of those things where the circumstances are, are too much and, and they're not going to be able to be together like a married couple really ever again. Yeah. So, you know, divorce, I, don't, I mean, it seems like there's still a, a, an amount of loyalty that they both have towards each other. So I, I don't know, but I, I don't see a way for it to really, really work, work at out. the end of the day. Yeah, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> I mean, truly, you know? Yeah, I think at this point, like, it's just, it's done so. There's no way they can realistically be together. Um, I mean, even if he did move to Canada, I think she's just, I think she's over it at this point. I think she has a lot of, um, you know, feelings that she hasn't really processed yet that are slowly starting to come out. And it's a lot. It's a lot, Teresa G. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for... The, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say, what's even worse is, like, regardless of their relationship, it's just sad at the end of the day, too, that, like, it's the daughters, really, who are suffering, suffering. kind of the most, you know? Yeah. I know. Poor Melania. She just wants to grow up. I know. I, I love just want to grow up. I got plans <laughs> to blow up. Mama said it ain't easy, oh. but I don't care. So what? Oh, my God. That's my favorite jam. I'm you have no idea how many times you. I listen to that. In the office, we play it all the time. Yeah. It's legit my favorite housewife song ever. It's a really good song. And it's not even by a housewife. I love it. Thank you guys so much for calling in and chatting with me. Where can people listen? Where and when can people listen to The Daily Dish? So we have new episodes that come out every Thursday. Uh, Everywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, And occasionally we have bonus episodes too. Like there are some... Uh, BravoCon panels that are up right now. We do some recaps ahead of reunions. Um, yeah. I love it. And where can they follow each of you guys? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Meg Segura. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eric J. Mack. It's E-R-I-K. E-R-I-K. Eric J. Mack. And Meg, thank you guys so much for calling in. And everybody needs to go and listen to The Daily Dish every Thursday. It's so juicy. The tea is always hot. And I'm always learning little tidbits of news. I mean, it's good to follow it to keep up with the news on Instagram. But like when you can hear it straight from the the Bravo headquarters, which I basically consider Mm -hmm. you guys Bravo headquarters, which you you are you. <laughs> we pretty yeah we pretty much are. you pretty much are. Um yeah I I think it's it's so good and that's why I had to include you guys in like my pop my pop sugar recaps because like you guys have all of the tea. 
So I appreciate yes, thank you, you for doing that. Breaking thank it down you. with me. Of course. Anytime. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You can listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, I'm so excited for this upcoming episode that we have this Wednesday. I have Steve from Faces by Bravo who's coming on. We have lots more Bravo tea to break down and spill. Thank you again, Eric. Thank you again, Megan. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to The Daily Dish and follow them on the Instagram. If you guys want to hack your hangover this holiday season, download my Hack Your Hangover Holiday Survival Guide at theadultingpodcast.com and get your No Filter merch at justplainzack.com slash no filter. Or sorry, justplainzack.com slash shop where you can get your emotionally unavailable t-shirts. You can get your No Filter sweaters, your powered by coffee and dry shampoo phone cases. Use code NOFILTER for 20% off um and until next time i'm probably gonna go catch up on all of my housewives i have my my dvr is full since they're what like three what you guys there are like three shows that are airing right now like it's a bravo christmas treat are you guys keeping up with all of it obviously (laughs) (laughs) obviously you're breaking it down every week every thursday on the daily dish all right guys i'm gonna go binge bravo and i'll talk to you later bye